What is up, guys? Welcome into the very first episode of the FanTC Golf Podcast, brought to you by the FanTC Podcast Network. Uh, if you are familiar with some of our work, Nick and I have been uh, co-hosting a fantasy football podcast over the past seven months, and with football coming to an end uh, here in the next couple of weeks, I wanted to continue uh, making content and just kind of switch up the topic a little bit. And uh, as football kind of dies down, the PGA Tour picks right back up. So I'm going to take this opportunity to throw some golf podcast against the wall, see if we can get some stuff to stick here on this side as well. So um, again, uh, completely new podcast. This is the very first episode. So I'm going to kind of start by breaking down how uh, the golf podcast will work in unison with the football podcast, as well as how we're going to structure our episodes for the weeks and months to come. So uh, first on a traditional week, which will be starting next week on Monday, there will be a podcast released between Monday morning and Monday evening, highlighting and going over the results from the previous weekend. We're going to talk a lot about predicting winners, betting, uh, maybe some FanDuel golf lineups, things like that. So a lot of different stuff to kind of break down and recap on Monday to see how we did from the weekend before. That'll be the most of our Monday podcast. We may throw something out there like a line that we really like on a bet for the following week's um, tournament or something like that. But Mondays is mostly just going to be looking back. And then the podcast that we're going to release or I'm going to release on Wednesday morning is going to be previewing the upcoming week. Picking our, uh, you know, picking our favorites to win outright, picking some top 10s, top 20s, all that kind of good stuff, as well as just kind of breaking down the course, the event, um, and obviously any other kind of major golf news. Last year we had the Live Golf Series kind of kick off. I can only assume that's going to continue to create some kind of drama throughout the PGA Tour. So, um, again, if you're hopping on for episode one of the Golf Podcast, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Um, first thing. We'll, we'll kind of do, or I just want to actually finish my last thought. So when it comes to the Fantasy Football Podcast, if that's what you're here for and you accidentally got to this video or podcast by mistake, we're still going to be pumping out football content. The great thing about the NFL is they don't really take too much time off. There's going to be plenty of stuff to talk about over the next couple of weeks to months uh, until we kind of get back into fantasy draft season. So we will still be putting content out. It will slow down just a little bit, maybe from three episodes a week, probably down to one to two, depending on the content that we get. And then I will be doing the two golf podcasts as well. Uh, just trying to find different ways to grow the company, or not the company really, but the network, the podcast, and really kind of get this thing up and going. Um, and as you can see, this one will be video. Every single podcast is going to be video. I think it's important for us to get our fantasy football podcast to be video before next season. So I think that this is just a good opportunity for me to kind of work out some of the kinks in video uh, before implementing it to Nick and having to do, you know, Wi-Fi connection, or not Wi-Fi, but being in two separate places, making both cameras work, all the mics work, and kind of figure out how to make it work best. So that's what's going on here. Like I said, if you're into golf, uh, stick around. If you're not into golf, you find me entertaining and you just want to listen to me talk about golf, I think that's kind of weird, but appreciate you. Stick around for the long haul. Hopefully it'll pan out for you. Uh, but let's start with the American Express Championship. That wrapped up this previous weekend. John Rahm winning his... I think his fourth win in six starts. I know it's two back-to-back, -back, but he is just on an absolute tear. Um, he was the favorite going into last week, so no big surprise that he won. Just 
I think it's more surprising how dominant that he has been. So, <clears throat> obviously, going into this week, he is the favorite by you know a pretty wide margin when you look at golf betting odds. So, uh, yeah, he's he is right there. Um, personally, I'm not going to spend too much time breaking down the American Express. Um, I think the Wells Fargo at Torrey Pines this week's a lot more interesting. And on top of it, to be completely honest, I spent about 16 hours watching football this past weekend and approximately zero hours watching golf. So I don't have too much to bring except for the highlights that I kind of saw on social media and some of those storylines. So <clears throat> after the AFC-NFC Championship and then, of course, the Super Bowl, golf is really going to be the main sport that we're focusing, or at least that I am personally focusing on, um, both from a betting perspective as well as a uh, just a consumption um, side as well. So uh, let's go ahead. Let's jump into the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. I think this, this tournament being at Torrey Pines really kind of gives it a little bit of extra oomph. Um, otherwise, I, you know, if this was held at some you know San Diego Country Club, maybe doesn't have the same draw to it. But I really like the fact that you know three weeks from now I can be out at Torrey Pines playing as you know a member of the public. So it's pretty cool. Um, you can get out, you can play Torrey Pines. So if you feel like you can do better than these tour pros out there, you can actually prove it on this kind of golf course, which is kind of fun. But um, when we're looking and when we're kind of previewing, I, I'm going to break it up into a couple of segments when I'm looking at the betting perspective. Uh, so the betting perspective, I'm, I'm going to lay it out into different categories. You're going to have your favorites, you're going to have your watchers, your movers, your long shots, and your stayaways. Most of those are pretty easy. Uh, Self-explanatory favorites are going to be anyone that's you know plus 1,500 or less expected to win the tournament. Watchers are going to be those that are kind of in the middle range that have a good, you know, whether either I have a feeling about the player or the course kind of fits the player's eye and, and we kind of think that they're going to have a good week there, could potentially win. Um, the third one, movers. Those are going to be starting to get towards long shots, but maybe some people we see put a couple top tens together, maybe a couple, you know, close finishes, stuff like that, that maybe we can, you know, spark a plus $7,500 win on or plus $7,500 win on or something like that. Um, and then, then of course, you know, we have your long shots. These are going to be your plus 7,500 or more plus a hundred thousand or more on, you know, your FanDuel, not a sponsor. Um, and, and that kind of stuff. And then you're going to have your stayaways, either due to some kind of circumstance. I just feel like this guy's not the kind of person you should put your money on this weekend, and I think that you should stay away from them. So let's start by first. Uh, for my first point about the Farmers Insurance Open and the PGA Tour in general is they made a great business decision. This tournament's going to be Wednesday through Saturday. So unfortunately, I'm getting this out a little bit later. I didn't realize this until I started prepping for this podcast this morning. But... Uh, you know, you're, you're, by the time you're listening to this or seeing this post on social media, probably a little too late um, to get these bets in. But hopefully, we get we pick a winner and then just help build some value going in for the rest of the PGA Tour season. So let's start here with favorites. So these are going to be, you know, like I said, your your big dogs, the, your well-known names that people are going to be picking to win golf tournaments. Um, and the odds obviously aren't as good. The first one that we're going to have here is John Rahm at plus. 430, which I have not looked recently, but I'd imagine a uh, Tyler Boyd or you know someone on that level, maybe an MVS anytime touchdown in the AFC Championship game is probably going for those kind of odds, if that gives you a hint of how big of a favorite he is. I believe the next best odds are plus 1,100, so almost three times as good of odds for John Rom to win, which 
like I said earlier, he's the hottest golfer in the world right now. I mean, if you had to pick one golfer to go play, I, you know, for you, for your life, or something like that, it's going to be John Rahm at this very moment. He is on fire. Um, my one thing with Rahm is you either got to bet him and stay away from everyone else, or you got to bet a couple other people and stay away from Rahm. And here's just the simple math behind this, and I'm going to kind of just use simple dollars here. Let's say you take you take your bankroll is fifty dollars for this weekend, and you take ten dollars and you bet it on five different people to win outright. Let's say one of those people that you put it on is John Rahm, and he wins. Your payout at plus forty three hundred or 430 is going to be $53. So you're going to net a profit of $3 if you sprinkle your bets around. So if you're going to bet on John Rahm and you think that he, this course fits his eye, which it does, he is a previous winner here, has played it very well, uh, then maybe just put a unit and a half or two units on John Rahm and then just don't bet the rest this weekend. But I'm not going to take that approach. I would rather sprinkle, sprinkle it around a little bit, have some money on a couple other guys. When you get into some of these, you know, huge fields, you know, you get five out of a hundred and some odd players that you're trying to keep track of. Um, you know, it's it gives you a little bit of hope, and you see some moving up and down the leaderboard. Um, so I'm going to stay away from John Rom, but he's an overwhelming favorite for a reason. If you want to put one bet out there, it would be on him. And the other guy I want to highlight as one of my personal favorites that I will sprinkle a little bit on in Colin Morikawa. Uh, he uh, unfortunately coming off a pretty crushing loss at the Century Tournament of Champions. Uh, I was watching the game. He was a massive favorite as they were turning onto the back nine. Uh, if you wanted to bet it live, John Rahm ended up coming back and winning that. I think he was like plus, I think it was 7,500 at the turn or something. Like it was, it was a very, very long, big, long shot. Colin Morikawa had a pretty big uh, lead at the turn. So he is coming off that, which is brutal, but. There's a couple of things that I'm looking for when I'm looking at a Torrey Pines golf course, and one of those is going to be how effective are you off the tee. You want to be in the fairway, and you want to be able to hit it long here at Torrey Pines. It's a it's a tough golf course if you're hitting out the rough. Colin Morikawa is 21st in strokes gained off the tee, setting him up well on that front. And then... Um, you know, he's not the longest hitter on tour, so that does not help him that much. But he does hit the fairway third best on tour at 74%. So even though he may be, you know, 15, 10 yards behind some guys, he's in the fairway there in the rough. And with his iron playability, he is going to be able to put it in there and give himself a lot of good looks at birdie. The only issue that you may end up running into with him is if his putter's cold. That's his one knock is his strokes gained. On the greens, our strokes game putting, not very good. Um, believe he is below, like over the 100th worst on tour strokes game putting so far this year. So that's what it all comes down to. But his the rest of his game sets up well to play Torrey Pines well. I also, I know he went to Cal. I can't remember if he played this course in college or not. I feel like he may have some kind of a connection to it. Can't remember. But Colin Morikawa, he would be the favorite that I would be betting on if I was going to bet one of these uh, higher-up favorites. Let's go ahead and move on over to the Watchers. These are the guys that, you know, roughly are going to be plus 2,000 to plus 5,000 on the odds market. Guys, I feel like if they put it together this week, could definitely win. My first guy that I have here for you is Mav McNeely. He is, in his past seven starts, 
tied for 27th is the worst that he has finished. So he's definitely a guy that has a lot of good juice coming into this week. He's long off the tee. He averages about 307 yards off the tee, um, right up there for um, – I can't remember the exact number, but he's pretty high up there for driving distance on tour. Issue with him, though, is he just does not hit fairways very much, which, like I said, it's going to come. You want to be able to be hitting out of the fairway at Torrey Pines with how long it is. Uh, so if he can kind of get straighten it out with the driver this week, I feel like the rest of his game is so good, third, third in strokes game putting, that he will be able to kind of put it together. It just depends on if he can straighten out that, that fairway finder. And then another guy, since this is the first podcast, and these don't necessarily matter as much for the betting market because they're going to be out too late for you guys to get any action on them. A guy I really like is Sahith Thigala. Um, maybe not his game isn't probably going to fit too great this week. Another one where you know his driving um, off the tee has not been a strong suit, so it just doesn't set up well. But he's a guy that I think that we should keep an eye on. Um, someone that I think very similar to Tony Finau. Once he gets one win, he'll probably rattle off three to four pretty quickly. But this is just not the week to bet on Sahith Thigala. But definitely someone that we want to keep an eye on. Definitely someone, you know, top 10, top 20, if you want to sprinkle something in there, I definitely think you can because he's good enough to stick around. But, you know, if he's hitting out of the rough and you got someone like a Rom playing out of the fairway, how are you going to bet on Thigala? All right. <clears throat> Let's go ahead, and I'm going to kind of lump these two together, the movers and the long shots. Um, in future podcasts, these will be separated out into two different categories. Unfortunately for this one, uh, just I haven't been paying too much attention to the PGA Tour with football every single weekend, so I've just been kind of, you know, like I said, checking Twitter, seeing what the big names are doing. I don't really have a lot of those middle tier, you know, or middle to end tier players to kind of highlight yet, but we will definitely get there. I have two long shot slash movers that I definitely think people need to keep an eye on moving forward. And the first one is Alex Smalley. This week he is plus 7,500, um, but I really like him as a top 20 at plus 250. You get pretty decent odds on this guy. Um, two top five finishes in his last four tournaments. So he's getting comfortable being around the top of the leaderboard, which you love to see. 23rd on towards scoring average so far this season. That's a stat that I think plays, um, unless you're going to a very you know specific golf course. I feel like what just what is what are you doing compared to everybody else on tour? He is scoring better than most. That's why I think you know again it's a long shot. If you want to put you know a little bet on plus seventy five hundred dollar odds, that's why I'm throwing it out there. But I think he's a really good top twenty guy this week. Um, like I said, just has been very solid, just hasn't found the winner's circle. May need to get up there around it a couple more times before he breaks through, but definitely someone I can see doing it this season. And then another guy that I, I like, maybe a little bit more um, in the next couple of events, and that's Callum Terran. Um, you know, it's hard to find someone that you really like this far down. They're all going to have their flaws in their game. That's There's the reason why their odds are this far, right? You're not going to get the longest hitter and best putter at plus – 190 or at plus 19,000. So let's first go ahead and talk about the one concern you're going to have with the Calentaran, and that's going to be his driving. He he can hit it far, but very similar to the guy that we had mentioned in uh, Maverick Manili, just does not hit a lot of fairways. Uh, currently, I believe, is right around 53% on hitting the fairway, 181st on tour. That's basically when the ball comes off his driver face, it's a 50-50 chance if it's in the fairway or not. 
Um, that's that's not good, especially at Torrey Pines. That's why, like I said, they may be more of a mover than, than a long shot you want to put on this week, but just a guy I want to highlight as we're kind of going through the first podcast here. Um, but I mean, if you, but again, it's very similar to um, some of the other guys I'm talking about. The rest of his game is, has been super solid. It has really just been him struggling off the tee that has led him to kind of be fall up this far as a long shot. Uh, is there anything else on this guy? Yeah, nothing. I mean, another guy maybe just put a top ten or top twelve on for this week, and, and he's right, you know, a little bit better odds, and, and then Alex Smalley. So I feel like that's maybe the 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 move you make this week, but. As like I said, in future weeks, we're going to have some long shots. We're going to have some movers that are going to actually have some real value. We just got to get a little bit more invested in some of these newer faces on the PGA Tour as the season gets going. So let's go ahead and let's do the stayaways. This one is going to be you know probably the category that gets the most uh, talked about because I do think that this is the one that is going to be probably some of the most controversial. You know, I'm going to try and probably throw at least one controversial stay away. A week and give you my reason as to why I think you should stay away from that guy. Uh, my first one's not controversial. He just doesn't play very well at Torrey Pines, and that's Harris English. Uh, he has not been very good off the tee, and that's generally is just not going to lead to a good week at Torrey Pines. Unfortunately, he is also kind of short off the tee and misses the fairway. 140th in driving distance, 86th in accuracy, 182nd on strokes gained off the tee. So just not not setting up good for him. Uh, he's playing better than he did last year, so this guy may get moved up into a mover's tier, maybe a uh, a watcher at some point in this season. But unfortunately, at Torrey Pines at the Farmers Insurance Open, stay away from Harris English. And then this next guy, um, I'm going to hide the name to the end and uh, see if maybe, you know, we'll do a little guessing game here for the viewers. But uh, this guy, I would say, for one, has not looked like himself so far this season. It is pretty short, but a pretty short sample, small sample size, short, you know, stint into the season. But he has not looked very good. 110th in strokes gained off the tee. If you listen to the full podcast or video, you know by now that's not going to be good enough. 65th in distance off the tee. That surprises me for this guy. He's known when he is on as to be one of the longer hitters, specifically for his size. And then 85th in accuracy, which is probably one of the bigger concerns for me because, again, when he's on, he's one of the most accurate drivers on tour. Uh, and then, last but not least, to kind of just pile on for him, unfortunately, he's 197th in strokes game putting this season. That, my friends, is Justin Thomas. I believe he's right at the same odds as Colin Morikawa at plus 1,400. This week, stay off of Justin Thomas. He's definitely a guy we're going to be on at some point in the season. But right now, he just has not looked like himself. It's been a rough, you know, a rough couple of outings for him. I wouldn't doubt it if he just kind of took a couple weeks off after the last season ended with everything that happened with the live golf, and he just kind of just took a step away, which I think would be completely reasonable. You're probably still just getting his feet back under him in the new season. Definitely a guy we're going to be hammering a lot throughout the season, especially at the majors. I think he's one of the best golfers in the world. But for this week, make sure to stay away from Justin Thomas. Well, that's going to wrap it up. That's going to knock out the first Fantasy Golf Podcast. Uh, so 
If you are uh, listening, like I said, it's probably going to be on just in the same feed as the fantasy pod or football podcast. I'm just going to tag it as golf. So subscribe there. Uh, follow us on social. I'm going to try and get more and more social uh, active on social, especially with golf coming up, uh, off season fantasy football stuff as well. So we will uh, we'll get this bad boy rolling. And if you like the golf content, let me know. Shoot me a DM. Shoot me some golf golf related questions. I would love to at some point, maybe on the Monday after we react to what happens, we we bring out some mailbag questions and we see you know what uh, what the people want to talk about. So. Appreciate it. Like, comment, subscribe, all the good stuff. Thanks for checking out the first video. Peace out, everybody.